0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Breaking Culture frankensteiner wrestling podcast i am your host as always i'm martin how are y'all doing today it's a new month we're into the third month of 2019 this geez uh, we're already three months into 2019 cannot believe that uh as always i have my cohorts with me i have all the way from detroit michigan i have the jubaca herself julie how you doing juju
1: I'm okay. I'm cold. It's snowy. Someone adopt me from the south.
0: Oh, well, I'll make sure to put it in, like, the articles of the newspapers down here, because...
1: Don't! Just, yeah. <laughs> please, please. i <I'm> cook. <laughs> and, uh,
0: from the other side of the wintry north, not the midwest, we have the big red dog Cliff himself. Cliff, how you do?
2: I'm doing good. You know, just... Being excited and
0: Celebrating being old.
2: Eight-year-old on my hand now. It's
0: crazy. Happy birthday, little mini Cliff. (laughs) Cliff is officially an old man. We're calling him 50 years old now because he has an eight-year-old daughter. So So Uh, And for possibly special guests, maybe a recurring guest, I don't know. It's up to him himself. We have Chris Carter with us. Tonight, uh, he is a former employee of mine. He also has dabbled in the wrestling industry himself. Chris, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm
3: doing good. Thank you for having me.
0: No, thank you for joining on. Uh, so, yeah, Chris has got some insight. He's got some personal knowledge. Uh, but it's his first time, guys. So be a little gentle on him with your comments and everything else like that. But uh, hopefully we uh, Julie doesn't scare him off. I mean, we.
1: Oh no, no! All the rage. <laughs> that's, that's listen. All rage. Aimed at Cliff. Oh uh, yes, yes. <laughs> aimed no, at what? Cliff.
0: That's not a shocker. I feel like this. This. this, this, this oh, like listen, an listen, thing.
1: We've we've we me Cliff. We we we're, we're like we're partners, but we also gave each other shit. So
0: I mean, that sounds very reminiscent of Katie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you just have this anti-woman thing about you where they just have that butt heads with you, Cliff. Good job.
2: Uh but I love <laughs> bitches. I mean, I love women. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> okay. So, uh let's get into the stuff. Um we talked in the re- last week we talked a little about the about the releases that happened. We really didn't talk a whole lot about Roman returning and the return of Batista. Um, Was that this week or last week? It was this week. It was, was this week, too. okay. I'm mixing my shit together. So the two big things is Batista returning and Roman returning. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, Roman apparently is in remission, uh, which is fantastic news uh, for anybody who has a soul, uh, whether you're a fan of him or not. Um, I may not care for Roman Reigns, but I'm very happy for the health of Joe Anawaii. Um, plans for him going into Mania since his Mania season, we don't know. Um, a lot of jokes aside, a lot, a lot of people are thinking like Vince is gonna replace Seth, like he's been doing with these different storylines now. Um right. But at this point, I don't care. I just like the fact that he's happy. He feels refreshed. He feels at home. He's getting crowd reactions that are actually, you know, good. Um. But yeah, I'm just. Even though I was happy to not see Roman on TV, I'm kind of happy to see him on TV because I know he's in good health.
1: Right. Well, I watched much? T- mm-hmm. You were saying. Who was first? <laughs> I was being nice. I was letting Cliff go. Okay.
2: Man. So here's I, – and I don't – I'm not trying to knock this whole situation right. So shout-outs. I love the fact that Joe is back. I love it. Uh, but my problem, though, is like fans, right – Like, how shitty of a fan do you have to be to say, well, everything that TV told me, Roman never had cancer because he still has his hair. He's not, like, really, like, string beaned out. Like, what kind of shitty fucking person are you that you're, like, I know everything of cancer, so this is the reason why I think that he never actually had it. That's pretty fucked up. And I thought, like, the whole, like, not everybody, obviously, in the wrestling community, but there was a minor part of the wrestling community where I was like, y'all some shitty fucking fans.
0: Like, yeah. dead ass, some shitty fucking people. I mean, you guys know those keyboard warriors.
1: Yeah. So. Well, I watched them on Good Morning America, like a little blip of that Good Morning America thing, and like...
0: Because you're nothing an old for- lady.
1: I am. Whatever, get over it. <laughs> me and my cat, Me and my cat just hang out all day, whatever. But, um... Uh, the clip that he had it was him and Robin Roberts and they both have had cancer and he was talking about how he wants to make not just like cancer awareness but also like pediatric cancer and like that's pretty dope like whatever your feeling is on Roman Reigns the wrestler that right there is a great example and then there was that whole shirt that he's doing that's incorporating the the ribbon with it so it's like listen we all have our feelings on Roman Reigns. But good thing that he's back. He's not he, he's kicking the Kansas ass and he's going to use his platform to, you know, for the better, which is that's that's what you should be doing. If you got the, if you got the ability to get the fans and have a lot of people watching you, that's why you do it. Right. Chris,
0: let's get your take. Let's bring you into into on this. How are you feeling about this whole Roman Reigns coming back situation?
3: Well, I'm glad that he's back. Um, Not a fan of him as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Just not a fan of the way that they push him. And it just doesn't seem like it's something that he needs to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, I kind of look at it as a John Cena scenario. Because he's everything that the company does need right now. Um, Especially being in remission with the leukemia. Uh, but also wanting to be the the what they want to put as the top guy of the company or the face of right. the company. Um, it's just another opportunity for them to use to put him on that higher platform. Um, but it, it is nice to actually see the fans on his side for a change. Um, <laughs> they never give him enough credit that he's had in the past. Um, it'll be interesting to see how going forward. Um, I just hope that the leukemia does stay in remission, um, and that it doesn't come back because um, – you know, the company can't keep going back and forth.
0: <laughs> right. We need, to, we need to have a, a stable face. Um, I mean, we've kind of been spoiled with John Cena. Um, we haven't had a stable face as the, the, the brand, like a, a, a person, one person, as a stable face of the company um, kind of for a while. Cena was the go to guy for what, 10, 15 years almost, which yeah. is kind of unheard of because we didn't even have that since Hulk Hogan. You gotta yeah. think. With Hogan left for WCW, that void was not there. They kind of had it in Bret Hart, but it was kind of not working. Same thing with Shawn Michaels. And we can't really even make comparisons, The Rock or Austin, because of the fact that they're. If you think about their tenures of when they were actually at the top, being the main draw, the main attraction, Cena eclipses them all. The only one he does not eclipse is Hulk Hogan himself. So, to see that, you know, someone is back or maybe that, that possibly he's going to be going back in that role is a good thing. But also, at the same time, and we've discussed this before, I feel like it's still a good time uh, to have someone else be elevated up into a position like that because, you know, with what I just mentioned, Rock and Austin, they were up there at the same time. Yeah, It wasn't just one person like Cena has been. We'll, we'll exclude the little blip of CM Punk being probably a bigger draw than Cena for that time period um, because it was just a blip. Um, but I think having multiple people at that level is something that they need. That having this one guy being the plateau, being the ring that they go to, I think is done it over with did it. It's exhausting. It's done and over with. Have multiple people out there because you have workhorses, like Seth, right. ben, Dean, um, maybe, if you sing, I don't know, but you got Nakamura, Styles, Brian. You have all these names that people resonate with that have personality that the wrestling fans and casuals go to. You can raise them up and it's not the fact that they're not grabbing the brass ring. It's the fact that you're writing them poorly.
1: Yeah. That's just the big, that's like the, been the biggest problem, i.e. the grandpa rant that we've been doing. It's right. the right, the, I mean, yeah. I, I, mean is- I will say this, I have to point this out since we're talking about writing, I shared it in there, Dana Warrior, join creative, I'm pointing that out now, so we gotta see where this is going now.
0: Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go right into it. Yeah. Dana Warrior, joining creative team. think she's starting next uh this coming up week also side note is that um didn't i can't remember who i'm trying to find it now of course i'm not prepared but someone oh what's his name uh the main person who has been writing Uh, A lot of, like, the women's storylines and such, I just read it earlier today, um, is moving to a different position within the company. Uh, Yeah, here it is. Okay. Uh, I'll read it right quick. Uh, Johnny Russo has served as a creative writer for WWE since 2011. Uh, This Russo, not the bad Russo. Uh, Vince Russo, has a <laughs> history in sports journalism that includes both on-air and behind-the-scenes roles. He has served as a director, anchor, and producer for his previous work. Um, so he is a f- now, he's leaving his position which is the women's lead writer um, and is being replaced by a female writer. And rumor is that Dana Warrior might be stepping into that writing position herself so we would have a woman leading the women's writing team. Let's let's uh, let I, mean, uh, I want as Julie. Now I, I know you as the resident female yeah. uh, estrogen case. I'm actually going to get your opinion last because I know cool. it's the most effective. Uh, Cliff, let's go for you first. How you feel?
2: Oh, I'm I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm 100 percent excited that there's a female writer, lead writer. You know, it's something like Katie brought it up last year that if you don't have female writers on the staff or lead female writer, you're going to get these shitty fucking storylines where it's like, these girls are fighting. These girls are friends. These girls are doing this. And it's like, it's fucking lame. Basically, Sasha made it
0: early last year.
2: Exactly. Or like how it's like, no, two, no one girl can be her own army. Like she has to have a friend. Like look at Ember Moon. Like she was always like paired with somebody as like their friend or like they were enemies. Like they couldn't just like. There's nothing good going on with it. So I fucking had problems with it. And then that, uh, that warriors can be stepping in and for her. I wish her the best. I just the first storyline I don't want to see is like, Hey, these girls want to be friends. I just want to see something where it's like, I fucking hate you. This is what we're going to go do. And more than one storyline being juggled for the women instead of just like all the attention like it is right now on uh, Rousey
3: uh, Lynch and Charlotte. Mm. Chris. So I'm excited for it, to be honest. Um, I think one of the things that comes to mind with me is, I mean, she knows the business. She knows it in any which way. And having that experience, especially with uh, her, you know, her late husband, the warrior, or the ultimate warrior was the fact that that's when wrestling to me was good. That's when it drawed people in. That's what caught, you know, people that nowadays still look for into the business. Right. And I'm just hoping that she's able to increment some of that into it to kind of bring back some of the, the old style um, of wrestling, not just the whole, um, parading around backstage more of the actual in ring and building a storyline there. Um, Cause that's what it was based off back in those days. And I think that'll be a good thing to bring back to the women's division. Yep. Um, so it doesn't always look like a squash mat, something that actually draws us attention in. That's away from kind of like uh cliff was saying, away from the Charlottes and the Beckys.
0: And I kind of, before we get into Julie, um, I kind of hope that she, since she has been so prominent in seeing the different positions and being inclusive, like, she's been down in, N- she's been down in Orlando, she's been down in NXT, so I know she knows how different, uh, I hope that she knows that how different the NXT brand is versus the main roster brand, and I kind of hope that she would lean on the people that maybe have done some of the great story li- female storylines from NXT, as well as getting the realization and, like, the ideas of what the main roster and actual, you know, like, live cable TV requires stuff like that. Um enough about me though. Julie woman speak.
1: Okay. Um <laughs> I'm like I'm like a hard straight up 5050 on this. Like I know oh. everyone like yeah and here's there's there's real reasons why. One, I, I agree with the whole I'm happy that a woman's gonna be a head writer. It's about damn time because I think they're gonna understand how to convey a female female relationship, especially in wrestling, that 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 the di you know the dialogue between each other and then the move sets, whatever, will make it flow a little bit better. And it's it's not going to look as cheesy or kind of like I don't know. Sometimes it gets ridiculous, but here's where I have my my other half. I don't know how I feel about it being specifically Dana. And it's, it's because I have such a weird feeling about the warrior family in general.
0: Okay. Don't get me wrong.
1: Do not get me wrong. I absolutely love the ultimate warrior and what he did for my childhood. Right. However, I cannot look past the absolute heinous shit he did at the end. It, I'm sorry. It was, there was a lot of shit that he did that he never said he was sorry for. He never acknowledged and we're just supposed to overlook it. So that's why I said it for me, it's such a weird thing for me. And that's why I said, I hope she does well and I hope it goes good. But it's just like for personal feelings. Sometimes I just, I get so weirded out by it just not ever being acknowledged that the Ultimate Warrior said some really fucked up shit back in the day. Yeah, like he said some right, fucked up shit. And right like
0: before right before he got um inducted like about the year before he didn't he go on like really
1: racist/homophobic yeah, rant. Yeah, there was some shit and it's like do not get me wrong, it's not that anybody can't can't be forgiven and I'm not saying that that's not anybody can't be redeemed. But that part never got addressed for there to be at least an acknowledgement to the fans that there was a redemption on that end. It was, he said he was sorry to Vince. He said he was sorry, him and Hogan figured it out. But I don't ever remember hearing him saying, I'm sorry I said homophobic shit. I'm sorry I said racist shit. I'm sorry I said some, if I'm correct, there was some xenophobic shit. That's why for me, it's just, it's weird and it's like, because I have, like I said, I, I have such a strong feeling for Warrior and what he did for my childhood. Because I remember being little, and the first thing I did when I ran to the ice cream chalk was get the WWF ice cream and made sure I got the Ultimate Warrior one. And I'm so pissed they don't have that ice cream now. But, like, I know what he did for my childhood, but I also know what he did. And so it's like with her, I, I don't ever remember her saying, like, hey, what my husband said was fucked. Let's... He he was a changed man at the end, so it's like... I get this weird feeling about it, and that's why I said it's... I'm so 50-50. I'm happy there's a woman. I'm happy she's done as much as she has been to be behind the scenes and get as much, and she's been around. But it's the Ultimate Warrior thing that makes my, like, just... I get that, like... Feeling, I know it's it makes me a dick sometimes, but at the same time, you you just can't wipe some of that shit over sometimes. If that makes sense,
0: it does. And um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's weird because I don't we we also don't know her credentials. Yeah, that's other than being like an activist, which she's done that role. Really well. Let's. Be oh honest. yes, absolutely. Regardless, regardless how you feel about the what the her movie husband like
1: for, take her husband. yeah take her husband right. out of it. She's done a lot of good things. That's why I said and I we this don't mirror.
0: and and we also don't know whether or not you know yeah maybe she lives the old motto of the wife stands by her man. Why no, like while he was doing all this shit that he, she was like scolding him and like, you know, stop being a
1: dumbass. Right, that's why you I said it's know. such a 50-50 weird right. feeling. And that's right. You're, that's not, like you're not in the bat, you're not in the house. So you don't know what happens, so you don't want to speak for her. Right. You know, True. so that's why I said it's such a weird... It's just weird, and I'm just happy, and I'm just weird, and... Ugh, you know. We have
0: to really play this one
1: by, by ear. So. I hope she does well, though, because I'm so happy that they finally got a female writer, though. As a, as a chick that's been watching literally my entire life. More and more females doing stuff with Renee in the commentary. Tag team's finally back. Yes. Keep it up.
0: So, let's continue on the, the role of women. Um, there was rumors, or a leak, possibly uh, about two more people being inducted into this year's Hall of Fame. Uh, that be Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Corey Wilson.
3: Um. Ooh. That's a oh. random female to inter- to induct. That's right. I, thinking. This was this
0: was off of Russell votes earlier today.
3: Um, now I feel like inducting her, and don't get me wrong, I like Tori Wilson, right? But I feel like that's more of a propaganda. More Maybe. of I want to sell this, and I want you to look at this other category. Because um, I mean, there's other women that need to be in there over her. Yeah okay so let's let's let's
0: let's talk let's do a little history lesson with us because we're we're all pretty much in that attitude ruthless aggression area that's when we were really watching as like teenagers up to our early adults um, major feuds she came in from w c w with Stacey Keibler, had a feud with Trish and Lita right away, which okay, grant let's just mark off Trish and Lita because they're already in the, the Hall of Fame um, she had a feud with Don Marie. Back on SmackDown, like 2002, 2003, she had a feud with Sable. Um, Sable oh
1: yeah, huge, I forgot. <laughs>
0: Sable was a huge pioneer of you know women being back in the forefront. Now, regardless if it was as a sex object or whatnot, without Sable, we would not have gotten the women's championship back in 98. Right. Because Sable was such a powerhouse and a brand name uh, that her, along with China and Jacqueline and Miss Kitty... We would not have had the women's championship back. Um, Candice Michelle, she had a team with uh, the biggest one, in my opinion, that we're kind of just like overlooking. I mean, we've already gone like a little bit into the PG era with Beth Phoenix, but where's Victoria? Like,
3: I feel like
0: she should have been first.
3: Yeah, And, and you know, I'm gonna throw out there too one I think that gets overlooked is Molly Holly. Yeah, Molly Holly.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. 100% agree.
0: WCW trained, WWE trained, worked with Finn Finley, helped bring up a whole crop of girls, got thrown into the back so many times. A fucking workhorse.
1: Yeah. She's a goddamn fucking beast.
0: That pop last year for when she was in the Rumble, man. I popped hard for her.
1: Oh, and by the way, like... Sweetheart. I, I love mean. her short new. by the way. Her new oh, short I love hair. Her. I
0: love her.
1: It's so cute! <laughs> and the she's like such a badass! Oh, I'm the she
0: so is so sweet. She is like yes. the sweetest people I have ever met, because I did get to meet her one time at a meet and greet. She is so sweet. To, to then correlate her, that her best run was when she was that wholesome heel. And I was just like, you're such a good actress. You played it so well. It's like, Girl! Uh, but yeah, Molly, Holly, and Victoria, two names that I was just like, now don't get me wrong, Corey Wilson was a name brand for SmackDown back when the, the brand slit first happened. Um, mm-hmm. But wrestling-wise, yeah. business-wise, maybe there was something – maybe she sold stuff. Maybe she was a hot get because of the Playboy magazines. Maybe she did bring in the company a lot more money than, say, Molly, Holly, and Victoria, who – while they had ability and put on great matches, maybe the company sees that Tori was a bigger asset at some point. Right. I, I don't know, but uh,
3: – hell, even Jazz. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. But see, with Tori Wilson, though, she can come and go. But see, that's the thing. She can walk away because that's what she did for you know a couple of years. She walked away and did her own thing. Yeah. Molly Holly has always been in the wrestling business, whether it's with the WWE or independent. Um, she was at the performance center when I was there, just training and helping and educating. You don't see Tori Wilson doing any of that. You know, as a my, you know, take take my my, you know, inside knowledge away for a moment and just from a fans a fan's perspective, is, you know, when you look at the Hall of Fame, you look at somebody that not only is a good performer, um, but it's also somebody that's gonna be there for business. Right. Yeah, and Molly Holly is going to represent that way more, in my opinion, than Tori Wilson. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm glad that if there was a possibility for, her, um, because it's still a good thing. But I just feel like there's so many other women above her that should have been introduct in- inducted before Tori Wilson.
0: Right, if You've been quiet about Tori. We you know that you have a huge, you had a huge crush on her back when.
2: No, yeah. so. there's no. Was had a huge crush. There's <laughs> still has a huge crush. <laughs> no, like, so by all means, I do want to give like a lot of respect and say, yeah, I think that this is cool, right? So, has been inducted in, has she? Who? She's not in. Who? Who's <laughs> not in? I can't hear you. <laughs> Is not in Sable. Sable. Oh
0: no, Sable. No, we didn't. I did not hear you at all.
2: Sorry. I
1: didn't hear no, it either.
0: <laughs> uh, Sable is not in. I think she is the biggest name out of the Attitude era that is not in. <clears throat> that's
1: my point. It's like I mean, other than Stable, China, but that's final. She's finally getting. Yeah,
0: it. and Stacy Keebler, Technically, if you want to consider yeah. her Attitude, but I think she's more ruthless. But Sable,
2: you know, Stacy Keibler. Shit, even AJ Lee, at this point, at least I would be another name I would throw out there before I would put Tori
1: Well, I mean, that's... Uh, I would, but, you know... Tori has done a lot for the business. Vince is a petty bitch.
0: Hunter is a petty bitch.
1: They all petty.
2: They all petty bitches. (laughs) Steph is... (laughs) Anyway... But I think when it comes down, it's like you have all these lists of names and you chose to go with Tori. There must be something that obviously business wise that they're gonna be doing with her. Right. The yeah. future. But you know, if Molly Holly is still in the still training people and helping people learn, I right. I just think it's a shame that WWE that haven't like went out to her and said, Hey, we want to bring you in and put you in. Her and um And, you know, we've already said it, Victoria. Like, I just, I want those two names in because those are the two that I remember the most that were, like, on the whole movement.
1: Right.
0: Molly Holly had that match at WrestleMania with Victoria where she got her head shaved if she lost. And Victoria also had the first-ever women's cage match with Lita on Raw. So, I mean, you're all about, like, recently we're all about, you know, first-evers, first-evers, first-evers. Right. Like, look, you had the woman... This put the woman in that actually had a first ever way back in like 2003. Right. So, and Victoria and, was in a shit ton of hardcore matches. She wrestled men, uh, as well and everything else like that. I mean, she constantly got spiked in, you know, slammed through tables by Baba Ray. She works with, uh, um, Stevie Richards. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she was an innovator just as much now, uh, as some of these other women that are already in. Um, but I mean, I get credit that, you know, without China, you know, her influence and everything, Victoria probably wouldn't be wrestling. I know that's what Lisa Marie has said before.
1: I'm so happy they figured out a loophole. Yeah. uh, I'm uh, going to cry like a bitch on Hall of Fame night. I'll oh my sure, god. Dude, I, I don't, don't f- give a fuck. People can I'll live stream that shit on Instagram. Everyone can watch me be nope, like. I am not watching.
0: I am not watching. Oh,
1: that. I'm so excited. Dude, China literally is every th- every reason I had to like figure out how to like be as confident as I can be at time is because I watched China be a badass in the ring. And it was bullshit that they took this long to figure out the loophole, but I'm finally fucking happy they did, because it started to become incredibly offensive to, like, a chunk of people that were like, dude, Joni busted her ass for this career, you fucked her over, it's about time. So, I'm glad they figured out the fucking loophole, because if they didn't, I was gonna riot. I was gonna riot, I was gonna bring people with me, we were gonna be stupid. Look,
0: bitch, you extra as hell. Uh
1: I am extra as fuck. I am, and I'm fine with that. Uh, before,
0: uh we've already gotten
1: the topics
0: and everything. Thirty minutes in, so let's let's recap Raw right quick. Uh, I already know from talking with Chris beforehand. Um, didn't really watch Raw. Um, we had Roman's return. Mm-hmm. It was bittersweet and emotional. Um, we learned all the stuff that we did with him. Um. Kinda of got thrown into a storyline, kinda of with Seth, kinda of with Dean. Uh, kind of excited to see where that is. Right. Uh, we're still wishy-washy with Bobby and Leo, but Finn and Leo had a great match. Yeah. So that was great. Um. Or Becky, Ronda, Charlotte stuff. I don't know. Cliff, uh, give us the synopsis rundown of Raw from this past week. Um.
2: Okay. So we did have the Ronda match. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, what it all... I don't even
0: know. You're supposed to be
2: prepared. But, the only thing... The, only, the the whole episode, to me, was kind of lackluster, because we did have, um, <laughs> Ricochet and Alistair Black.
0: Alistair Black and Ricochet tagged against... But, oh,
2: God, Again. yeah, okay, here we no go. Story yeah. uh, Johnny Gargano was only used no. as an extra.
0: Wait, they defeated and, the Revival! Uh, this is the second loss in a row for the Revival.
1: Yeah.
2: And I then, mean, if uh, this Johnny Gargano. <sighs> you, had, you had Johnny Gargano in a backstage segment with Shawn Michaels on the red carpet celebrating Ric Flair's uh, 70th birthday.
0: Apparently, Tomaso is injured and they're arresting him. Yeah, he's a, he's
2: a.
1: Apparently?
0: Apparently. I
2: guess.
1: Didn't the Stephanie Ronda angle happen also this weekend after the match with Ronda?
2: Yeah, because they arrested Becky and they took Becky yeah. away. Rhonda walked Natalia up like halfway, and then she walked back. She called out Vince, and when she called out Vince, Steph came down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, the angle I was making changed. Sure. Yeah, an angle changed, where it was more of like it was about like the women's revolution. And she's like, "What do you think of your legacy? Your legacy, blah 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 blah." And she like laid the title yeah, she down. Also she laid down the title. Down.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. She, yeah, I remember. Yeah, she laid the title down. And, um. I, I'm just yeah. I have a lot of feelings this week. See, for me, it's it it was it, it, it that part <laughs> was a little weird. Yeah. If this makes sense, I'll say this though. It was one of her better promos because I mean,
0: when she remembered the lines, yeah.
1: I mean, Man, she doesn't it, stutter. Oh. Yeah, I, that's she's going to be like that all the time. But I mean, the idea of her being like, "I hate your blah blah blah, and setting the 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 title down. That was the better part of the promo because that was like okay yeah kind of throw your tude, um, but I'm still on the she's taking this shit way too personal. Train like I said a couple podcasts ago.
2: But overall, like I was gonna say, like the whole episode wasn't memorable except for the beginning, the Ronda segment, and the end. Oh yeah.
0: yes, yeah. With can the- we just with- can
2: we just jump into that?
0: Yeah, yeah just go, go, go right, right into in, it. Right into it. We
2: had all the, so the only thing that we had all the superstars on the stage as well as we had Hunter, Steph, um, in the ring, uh, and they call it the Legend. An- not
0: Arn Anderson.
2: Uh, I don't know, but the Legends come out. Which <laughs> I love the fact that I love the fact that Sting was there. I uh, really, really want to say that. Uh, so Rick at music. Seth Rollins though, Ugh, living for it, right? So Rick Flair's music hits, uh, he doesn't come out. Everybody's trying to figure it out. They go backstage. There's a man dragging a the cameraman. They switch to that camera angle. And there's Dave Batista. And he says, Don't leave this area. He goes into Ric Flair's locker room, comes out dragging Ric Flair. And then from there, it was just an amazing few words. And it was, Do I have your attention now, Hunter? And like that moment, I was like, Holy shit. Cause even right. in the chat room, you guys saw me. I was just like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck?" Right. <laughs> and, and it was, and it was like, "What's going on?" It's like Dave Batista's back. Like I will it was say this. An awesome moment.
1: <laughs> I will say this: we have been but we have been like on the complaint train about them not having long-lasting storylines that were not just like one month to or one week. I give them props. Because they tagged this storyline of Dave Bautista and Triple H a couple months back during that little celebration when Dave Bautista was like, "Oh, he beat everybody except me," and then they did this again. I have to say, kudos to WWE for doing that because it wasn't just a on-the-whim storyline. This was a, this is a slow build, and they don't do this too often. And I'm I'm knocking on wood where my desk is at just to be on the safe side, so I don't like jinx this shit. But, like, I gave him a little props on that because, uh, once you saw it was Batista, I was like, oh shit, y'all are actually put some, some effort into some stories. <gasps> Who the fuck is you, WWE? Did you hear our podcast bitching about it? <gasps> That's what it felt like. It felt like it, and I'm happy. <laughs> now, I, I want to add something to
3: this. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind. So, two things. Uh, I want to pick it apart, actually. I want to be the opposite side here. Okay. Alright, fine. Um, so, two things. One, I believe that the SmackDown thing where they had the Evolution back, I believe them saying that line was to see if they could build momentum. Yeah. See how the crowd and the fans would react to it. But the other thing that kind of bothers me is the way they're doing it now with Batista. And he's going, do I have your attention now, Hunter? My question is, what attention are you trying to get? He needs to get your attention because he's never beat you. Yeah. That's the part to me that I'm like, I get it. It's great what you're doing, but it kind of made me question it. I'm like, why are you trying to get Hunter's attention?
0: Yeah, oh, know that's what? bad, that bad big, writing on my That is a very good question.
1: If this makes sense, I'd, I personally chalk that more up to bad writing more mm-hmm. so than anything because I feel what's happening is they're trying to do like what they did with Becky is they're going to try to bring Dave Batista in as a heel, and then the moment he gets in the damn ring, the audience is going to be like, Oh, fuck you, Dave Bautista! And the WWE is going to be like, well, shit, we didn't... Do- oh, we fucked that up again. Like, I think that is what they're trying to do, is they're trying to make him a heel. I just don't think it's going to be successful. I see what you're saying about that. What the hell are you trying to do with this? Do I have your attention now, Hunter, when he should be the one at? Look- yeah, I get what you're saying on that one. Totally agree. I think it's because WWE is doing what they do often, and it's they try to turn everybody heel that's liked by everybody for some fucking reason. Oh. It hurts my feelings Here, sometimes.
2: Here's my two cents on it, right? That Mm-mm. back at smacked at one thousand when no Cliff, sorry, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Julie, just listen. <laughs> um, so when Hunter and uh was talking, and then Dave Batista was like, "Yeah, you beat everybody but me." Like we didn't get to see everything, but the words that were being like, they obviously they were lipping back and forth, right? And right. then Rick. Um, was the one separating them, so it's almost like Rick was trying to be the barrier and like the cushion between the two. And so, fast forward to Rick's birthday, where Dave went in, he just kicked down the barrier, and I think that's where he was trying to get Hunter's attention by saying, "Look, this is your mentor, it's your best friend," you know. And I, the the whole idea of him saying, "You know, do I have your attention now?" wasn't meant to be like, "Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to fight me." Look, I'm always gonna be here, and all you gotta do is just find, or just, just call, or just ask, and I'll right. be there to beat you down. And I've kind of felt that's where it was coming from. I guess the weird, like, huh, kind of thing at the end. I was like, yeah, probably wasn't necessary. <laughs> Point.
1: Oh, you know, I loved he, it. He I, I, I loved that part. I thought it was, really, I thought it was just wrestling enough, if that makes sense. <laughs> It was just wrestling enough for me. Like, when he took his blue glasses off, which for me was also a ode to Blue Tista, because that's my favorite version. Because, huh, god damn that outfit. <laughs> but when he did that, when he pulled his glasses off and was like, huh, I'm like, oh, that's my wrestling. I like my wrestling just cheesy enough. Thank you.
2: It's funny because, like, Dave Batista is, like, such a student of the game. Like, he oh, remembers, yeah. like, all the things that were said about him. Like, previously, his last run. And he just implemented all that stuff. Because, notice he had, like, he had the skinny jeans on. Oh, yeah. The same type that blew out last time. The blue sunglasses. The blue nose ring. Oh,
1: yeah. Like, Like, he's unapologetically. Like, the best part about Batista when he comes around is he has realized that people think he's a douchebag as a character. So, he's like, fuck it. I am like I still to this day loved when he left the last time when he just was like I quit dropped the mic and was like doing the wave I was like what the fuck was this like I loved my
2: green button down shirt (laughs)
1: was like what the fuck
3: yeah his last runs though always ended on him quitting yeah oh him throwing a fit in the ring or it's hilarious
1: to me like I give like no real props to it, but it cracks me up every time. Like when he quit that time when in the wheelchair. Oh my god! Oh Dave Batista! Oh,
2: me too. Because like I was I was talking to Anthony on the side, right? And we were talking no, about the episode, and he said, "Um, he goes, I I don't." I don't like Batista. <laughs> he looks stupid with those. He goes. He looks stupid with those blue glasses on. And I, I wrote him back I was like, "Bet you won't say it to his face." And he was just bet like, "You fucking won't." I bet you oh, won't. And that's all
0: I left it at. I bet won't. you won't. <laughs> oh well, yeah. That, I mean, like we said, there was a lot of um, craziness going on on Raw, and then it did definitely uh, pick up and stay going on SmackDown.
1: The smacketh doneth? Yeah,
0: um, right away, right the fuck away. Uh, they opened up with uh, on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan and Kevin, uh, Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston signing their contract oh. for the WWE Championship match at Fast Science, <laughs> Which insert Vince McMahon. We kind of, I kind of alluded to it earlier, uh, in the show that he was just going to replace somebody, and he comes out and says, "Oh, Kofi, I, I'm glad you got up to here, but you're just not good enough." So we're gonna replace you at Fastlane, and out comes the returning Kevin Owens from injury. Which, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. Like, like screaming, fangirling, and this, the thing is, like, he comes out. Not, like, all cocky and everything, which, you know, if, if someone in that type of situation, I feel like would be, like, the heel, would be the cocky one coming in. But he wasn't. He played, the like, a, a calm face. And he even explained, right. like, you know, when I get the call from Vixen Man who offers you this opportunity, you don't fucking say no because someone else who, who already has this opportunity, you know, has it. You take it because you got to support yourself. you got to support your family. And right. I don't do this for anything. I'm a prize fighter, pretty much. And I like that he kept going with his heel gimmick, but in a like a face na- way, because he said right. he, like, he respects Kofi Kingston. So I'm loving that they're keeping him face from that turn they did with Bobby Lashley turning heel back on Raw all those months ago. So right. excited about this.
3: Yeah, I still um, think thanks. they're going to find a way to bring Sami Zayn in. So. I hope so! God! <laughs> because There's- I mean, it would be God. perfect. It would be perfect, because even though they're portraying Kevin from Vince's side as a hill because he's coming in and he's replacing Kofi. Right. And Kevin is still playing the face character though, because he's been building it with his little dialogues that he's been doing. Yep. Um, to have Sammy come in somehow, um, whether it be at lane and screw him out of the title, um, but to have Sammy as the hill and Kevin as the face this turnaround, I think would just open up the the rivalry to a whole nother level because we've never seen that level. Even in the Indies, that was always the opposite. Kevin was always the hill and Sammy I, was always the face.
0: I really want it to stay the like Sammy and Kevin Owens show. I, I want this team to stay together because, regardless of how people feel, I know a lot of people think that heel Sammy is wasted. Sammy.
1: Oh, I think heel I Sammy's hilarious. I, think I love heel, heel Sammy. Right, right. heel Sammy. Right. Oh, oh. He's so good. Oh. Now, He's such they, a smug bastard. If, it's if they just great. stick
0: with it, if they just stick with it and keep going with it, even if they just keep like the attitude, but just tilt it just a little bit into a face attitude and keep this team together, I think this could be like the top team to, right. or the top facing or people on SmackDown. Because aside from AJ Styles, you don't really have anybody up there, and I don't think they're gonna pull the plug on Kofi. I mean, we'll see. Mania's around the corner. Yeah, They've done some crazier shit before.
1: Yeah, we still a, have one more pay-per-view, so right. you never freaking know. And never count Orton out. I know, know right? <laughs>
0: I don't even know what's going on with Orton or with for the sack of the Hardys. But let's just, okay, since I spoke it, um, Matt Hardy returned, and the next match yeah. after that, it was the Hardy boys, Matt and Jeff, versus Sheamus and Cesaro, which, um, I'll just say it, Matt looked great.
1: Yeah, he's he, he's wise, tightened up. Yeah, he's tightened up.
0: It doesn't look like he's you no. Know, he he was able to run a little bit better. He was moving. He was taking bumps a lot better. Like it showed that the time off was something that
1: was needed. necessary. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Did anybody catch his Twitter after that? No. Where he basically talks about how he's not broken anymore. Oh yeah. A way to to hinder that and to hide that away. Um, that this is a new Matt Hardy, this is the Matt Hardy that everybody needs, that he needs. Um, I
0: I think it's gonna be the Usos versus the Hardys at Mania.
3: I mean, I, I I'm glad because I'm always a Hardys fan, no matter what. Yeah, um, right. Same here. But the only thing I'm asking for is consistency on it. No. Preach. With with Matt Hardy back and forth. Um, yeah, you know, it's love, difficult. I love the broken universe or his yeah. broken universe on this side of the thing. Um, I, I dig it. And, but I think that our expectation coming from over from TNA or Impact Wrestling to the WWE, it fell completely short of what we're wanting it to be. Yep. Right. Um, and I think that's why, you know, creatively he decided let's go away. Well, let's blame it. TNA and Fuck
0: Impact that. for that first. Let's just blame them first, because without their stupid <laughs> fucking lawsuit all those years ago, uh, we would have had it properly right away, like we were supposed to.
1: But yeah, you fuckers! There you go. Someone add them. Tell them I did it. No,
0: oh, you, you, <laughs> you...
1: Bitches. <laughs> I'm just
3: glad man. he's back, but... Yes. You know, I, the only thing I question, too, about it is, is the longevity of it. Right. Ah, oh, yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. So first thing I want to t- touch on, right? Um, backtrack one. So Kevin Owens return, right? It was massive, right? What I really liked about it though is when he walked into the ring, he just walked right by the new day, sat down, signed a, signed a contract. Did this thing. I was like, that's, that was awesome. I thought that was like a, a real like, hey, get the fuck out of my way. I got to sign this contract and go kind of moment. Right. Um but Dent Hardy's like I'm glad that they're back together. Um I think for me it's great to see SmackDown got another tag team but I really wish
0: they would move on Raw. <laughs> I know we're going with that one. They, <laughs> uh, why does they SmackDown need, need another tag team? You're right. Why <laughs> does SmackDown need another full tag team that has both of their members Active and there, that is a credible tag team. When Raw is floundering, Raw has nobody.
1: Like, Let's be honest, because, even, because they're not WWE. Even, they're, like,
0: the revival, they're making the revival lose to rise up and coming NXT people week after week. Like literally, the yeah, week because, after they win the titles, they're losing.
1: Because, like what we always say, they bring them up and just waste people.
3: <sighs> yeah, ascension is the perfect example of that. Uh, uh, can we but be, also. Like, Look oh. down the road, though, with SmackDown moving to the Fox Sports Network, I think SmackDown needs a full roster going over there yeah. to try to get that presence. And I think that's what they're doing now—is they're starting it now.
2: Get a the better problem is that yeah.
3: when you look at it, right? You
2: have Miz, Miz McMahon, right? Which I don't expect that team to stick around very much longer. You have the Usos, the Bar, the Hardys now, Sanity, Heavy Machinery. You have. Who? uh, Jesus! The, Cologne. uh, the colognes, Ricochet and Black. If they're still the team, that's, right? not,
0: that, Yeah, that's thrown together. I don't think that's going to happen.
2: We're looking at like there's seven teams on this on this roster. Can you? Other than Bobby Roode, uh, Bobby Roode and Chad
0: Gable are not a team. They are whoever, not a team. I do not care. They what the you say. <laughs> I
1: don't care. Don't care. <laughs> He's to acknowledge but, it. No, no, Sean
0: no, Michaels no. and John Cena also won the tag team championships, and, and they are so, not a fucking tag team. So did oh, John Cena and David Ortonga. Exactly. Thank
2: sure. you. They had a long run with those titles, by the way. So the Otunga, Otunga run. <laughs> so did they weird. have it? Like it was only a day. It was like only five minutes. Shut up. It was Otunga only five, and, and,
1: <laughs> five minutes.
2: Whatever. Axel. And I thought. I thought Michael McGillicuddy. Like they held that title for a long time because they got it was beat like by Air weaker. Boom.
0: No, I'm talking about Cena and Otunga, not uh, Gillicuddy or Axel in Otunga. Sorry. Anyway, go,
2: ahead. <laughs> go back to Raw, though. Really, you have
0: a As- which isn't used. You got Fandango or Breezango that's injured. You got AOP, which one half is injured. You got the B team, which they haven't been on anywhere. Just like Sanity, where the fuck are they been?
2: Um, wasn't. Alistair, uh, losing to Ricochet.
0: And that's, then, yeah, Revival, the where the brand new champions, are losing to, you know, DIY, who haven't teamed up in two years, and Ricochet and Alistair Black, which, they're just throwing the fuck together. It's just...
1: <sighs> it's a confuckery called WWE, dude, we bitch about this every week, pretty much. They do this all the time, but I think, at least the good thing to look at it, and this is at least what I tell myself, I tell myself all the time, and I think it's, like, the deniers thing, yeah. is, okay, Right now, we know they're trying to fluff up. Well, one, it's in panic mode because Vince is starting to look at all his shit and he's going, "Fuck, I'm getting, I'm getting killed in ratings." So there's a panic. So he's going to start bringing people up. There's also the whole we have one more pay per view till we have Mania, correct? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we're going to be getting, you know, this is call up season. So I think, and then we've got the move that's coming. So I think what the, the way to look at it is I think right now we're going to go into confuckery season and then God willing, there's a little bit more of a smoothing out because we're going to have some people up that are really good wrestlers that are real, that can really carry carry the brand the way it needs to be while right. others kind of fall back. So I think right now we're gonna have some confusion, but at least like hold on to the hold on to the hopes that that's what we're aiming at. That we're hold getting on more for towards one that. More day. Yeah, the problem, exactly. Though, is that
2: I feel like looking at WrestleMania, knowing that it's like six weeks away, started to shape up, and that really worries me. Yeah, very little bit. Normally, it's yeah, that shit starts getting annoying. Ah! Jeez, I know. Just. Mad Julie in my ear. No, um, oh, I didn't know But it was normally at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. <laughs> normally at WrestleMania, wild. it,
0: uh... Well, it we'll has some build-up. Like, Royal yeah. Rumble is when the build-up happens. It's like they haven't really built anything up. Like, you can feel like they're building Kofi for Mania, especially now with them not being in Fastlane. You feel that build there. You've got Roman back. They're gonna do something with him. They got Seth and Brock, Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. They're doing that thing. But other than that,
1: They'll do something with the titles, the, the Shane, female tag Shane titles. And
0: Miz, Shane and Shane and Miz are doing their thing. Yeah, they're going to do something with women's tag. We don't know what, but they're going to do something with that. They haven't done anything with Asuka. The U.S. title is barely shown on SmackDown, but at least this past week it was, and it was done in a triple, uh, in open challenge, which turned into a triple threat between r Truth, Rey Mysterio, and Andrade, which was actually kind of dope. They like that much. It was. Yeah. It was good. Um. So Think. weird thing with that that he was kinda calling out Cena in a weird way. So that's what I thought. Oh, I tilt my thought. head I tilt my head to that, so I don't know, there's just a so lot of roster. I loved it.
2: I loved it. I loved it one hundred percent because it's just it was like you know, our truth is so much older than John Cena and he was like you know, ever since I was a kid, my childhood hero was John Cena, and I would do anything. That John Cena does. And so today we're going to have the open challenge for the U.S. title. And then when they both challenged, uh, Carmelo made the line of saying, well, John Cena would challenge them both. And he's like, you know what? I'm looking at a whole lot of no and no. And like, I was like, yes. And then he hit the five knuckle ride to do the attitude adjustment. And I was like, yo, that's so funny. I really hope that this match is John Cena versus... Our truth for the US
0: title on WrestleMania. That would be weird and funny. But at the same time, this, why that's, uh, I have a, I have a hard time wanting that because you have all these people. You just brought up four guys Gargano, Ciampa, Black, and Ricochet. You still haven't done anything with EC3, Heavy Machinery, Lacey, or Nikki Cross. We haven't even really seen those guys yet at all. And you have no direction with people who do deserve it, like Nakamura and Rusev. And you know on the I don't really have any. I. But that's so dumb. It
2: is so dumb. I'm, I'm not saying I agree. I just, Before we get I into that, it.
0: let's just let's get to the rest of SmackDown. Um, Rusev and Shisuke Nakamura had a tag match against Alistair Black and Ricochet. So again, to define the people losing to the call ups, which is normal, but at the same time not really building into a story. It's just a, a fresh blank L. Not needed for Rusev or Nakamura. You have jobbers for that reason. You have the B team. Slater right now. Blah blah. Right. Blah. You have Charlotte Flair coming out and talking to a North Carolina crowd. I get it, hometown reaction. Blah blah blah. But it was useless just to talk. We didn't really need it. Could have been something else, like a women's match,
1: right. uh,
0: which I don't think we got at all. This show. No, we... there wasn't a women's match at all. Oh, how pleasant. And then we what got Daniel Bryan and Rowan. And then we got Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens, which was which served the purpose of what it needed to do. Um it was SmackDown wasn't like fantastic, but there was memorable moments and it was just consistent.
1: Like, like the, the main fucking like the 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 stunner?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was buckle, stunner. Kevin Owens with a stunner. Weird. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My I husband lost it. his. It's, my it's, husband it's, lost his fucking mind. Like I was in the other room. And I was like, "What is happening?" I'm like, what the what is happening? Like, and it was because of the stunner.
0: But
2: which yeah, is, I
1: mean, understandable. So,
0: Smackdown, Smackdown was good. Smackdown was good. I do have to say, uh, it was good this week. Wasn't the best, um, but you know, we can definitely be better like we've done before in the past. Um. Mm. NXT, let's just roll into that right quick. Uh, we had the reunion of DIY. Yep. Um, to start with the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. That's gonna go lead up into Mania. Uh, the winners of that get to face the orators for the NXT Tag Titles. Um, and then we had great matches between Dominic Dijakovic. I can never pronounce this name. Just Dominic D, the Double D. We're just going to call him Double D. Got Double D facing off Keith, Keith Lee, which was freaking phenomenal. And then Mia yeah. Yim versus... Uh,
1: that fucking moonsault he did?
0: What's-her-face. That Was Mia yeah, Yim? Basler. Basler, yeah, Mia, Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler, which... Um, it's been a while. It was good. It has been a long time since a, women have closed out an NXT show. And that was definitely worth it. Definitely made Shayna continue to look strong, but made Mia look good as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, they
0: book Booker, right? Yeah.
2: So, I um, mean, the NXT, NXT, well, NXT is like loaded, and you have an hour show, and you're trying to jam pack it with like matches and stuff. And I understand the tapings go on the way they do, but like, Even when Mia was in there, like I was, like I was sold on her, man. Like right towards the end, she kept grabbing at, you know, she kept grabbing Shayna's hand, trying to pull it back and bend it because she had done injured, she had injured it previously in the match. But what I loved about it was that Shayna, Shayna essentially did what Sasha did at Elimination Chamber, and she, she altered her uh, submission where she like locked down Mia's hands and then just like wrapped it, or she wrapped them down into the legs. And then put into her submission and just, yeah, it was it was fly to me. I was like, oh, that was great storytelling.
0: Yeah, the whole NXT as a whole this week um, definitely uh, did its job in the form of storytelling with the DIY. Is this, yeah. is this rivalry ending? Is it done? Are are we making is this this cleaner heel team uh, really going to happen with a heel DIY? We'll have to wait to see. We had. Like an establishment of a new women's tag team with ten hour con- um Vanessa Bourne, and Aaliyah, which um, that could have just went into the trash bin, not even the recycling
1: bin. The oh my god, bin, yeah, they are
0: garbage. I'm sorry, a fucking Vanessa Bourne is hot. I don't,
1: I don't hot understand luggage. Aaliyah. I don't care really
0: about much about Aaliyah. She's got some talent. I just wish she.
1: she I, I just don't understand be, her gimmick. Like it's supposed it, to be like this. Like pretty, a bitch, this is like. Pretty, Princessy
0: Persian yes, princess. Like,
1: what they get? It, but like, it just literally what it comes off. Of, oh, okay, cool. You're a bitch at wrestles. Fantastic. I mean,
0: that's any key woman. Let's Hi. be real. But congrats, yeah,
1: be, but like, like
0: an, a woman who has like affluenza. She's like better yeah. than everyone else because her family was rich.
1: Like whatever. Yeah. Well, Vanessa congrats, Bourne. What are you? Congratulations,
0: oh, that's what Vanessa Bourne is to me. She's out uh, there yeah.
1: Why you, the Yeah. You've been complaining about her for a while.
0: Yeah, because she fucking goes out there wearing fucking Victoria's Secret lingerie. I was waiting for
1: it. I was like, waiting for the Detroit. lingerie comments. Like,
0: I mean, what the hell? Like, again, yeah. that, you know, sex sells and everything else like that. But can
1: you at least wrestle first? Yeah. No, I can understand that one. Like I can't,
0: uh... I can't stand someone whose arrogance is there. Like the only reason why you're that you're a, a thing, girl. I need you to realize. Yeah, you may put in the work, you may put in the hours, but you're you were hired for your looks. You're from Scottsdale, Arizona, and they just want some like Bella reaction, probably some shit. You're the third Bella whore. I just I have nothing good to say about you because I just don't like you. You.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, well, <laughs> tell us how you really feel.
0: I just. I don't.
1: And trust me, I can understand the Bella thing. I. I actually. I just. There's something. I, I, I mistakenly watched all the Bellas, and my brain shut off. Maybe it's me, but I. I, me I, I, I saw
0: her so many times on the NXT live house show circuit
1: that mm-hmm. I've
0: seen her botch. I've seen her work. Yeah, I get that you put in the work, and I want to stress that. Like, I know that wrestling is hard, and I know that mm-hmm. to being in NXT, you have to reach some certain sort of caliber. Chris yeah. can attest to that, and I
1: understand that.
0: But the fact of the matter is, you're 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 not it. You're like you're you're worse to me than even an
1: opportunity could go to somebody yeah. else instead of her. And, <laughs> there
0: is plenty of women, yeah, that are on that roster in NXT that could be in that position to have the TB
1: time. Yeah, I can understand that it's, one. Aaliyah is it's another one that I, right. I get that. I get that. Why doesn't she develop?
0: She hasn't Good. developed at all from the times that I've seen her to the times I see her on NXT TV.
1: Um, because like, this is the one thing I have noticed, just problem company wise. Um, there are just some times where they don't want more for their people, where you know that that, that, that particular superstar needs to be better. And they don't invest in them.
3: They don't I, tell them.
1: They don't don't tell them to get better. They don't don't tell them to get better. They don't, they don't, they don't show them the error of the ways or they just go, Oh, they'll figure it out. And you're like, no, 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 no. One on one is, is good sometimes. One on one is good. It's, it's okay to take criticism. It's been, it's, I don't know. There's just this bubble sometimes that frustrates me.
0: If, if there's cuts going to be coming anytime soon at NXT, these two leah has been there for forever, and she hasn't shown any improvement. And Vanessa Bourne, to me, with all with the, with the amount of talented women that you have on the roster, and you're giving these two TV time, I get it. You could build up other people as heels. These two,
1: I li- can't for Vanessa it- Bourne. I'll say with Aaliyah. I say what they do. They give her ultimatum of change gimmick and see if that new gimmick. Well, can this is I'm, a new gimmick. I know. I'm saying, like, get her because it, it it really is, and it's just an evolved version of the first one. It's just it All really right. is. It really is. It was like, oh, she was a pretty pretty girl that was like that wore cat ears. And, yeah, and like that now this is gimmick. just like, oh, this is this. Yeah, she was Ariana Grande. Now she's bitchy Ariana Grande. So well, no, I think this one, this I think is if a they give her, a well, I'm just saying, I, I think this if is they rat, give her a
0: spoiled princess.
1: Well, regardless, I think if they give her something. And I can't say Vanessa Bourne. I'm saying specifically Aaliyah. I don't give a fuck about Vanessa Bourne particularly. Um, I think with Aaliyah, if they give her something that has nothing to do with the snobby bitch, even if it's athletic, if it's like a, a weirdo, I don't give a shit. I think they, if they give her that, that gives her the opportunity to challenge herself, that's her one opportunity. I, I have honestly a, I, think have a I don't think she's, I don't think she's going to come through. But I think that's the only the only option I see for the two of those two. Is at least at least with Aaliyah, give her a complete change. If she can't do it, then maybe this just isn't right for her until she figures out what she wants for her character. Because her character is not connecting. Like it's not she's not
0: connecting. That's the thing.
1: Because she
0: her thing is that she's not that exciting in the ring i get that she has the ability she's wrestled on the circuit, yeah. but this is like her third gimmick that she's gone through and the yeah. only thing that i could think of that would match it and cliff we discussed this before is even though she is not that great in the ring she messes up a lot she does have some botches she has the potential and the ability i say f- she's been in NXT long enough on the mover up move her to 205 and partner her with aria vari because their gimmicks oh, yeah. are very similar. They're both yeah. of Arabic, Islam, or uh, Middle Eastern descent. They're both play the spoiled rich kid who uh, who has yeah, money. Yeah, if, she, if she's like that, not
1: gonna up that her, would be perfect. If she's not gonna fix her in ring, at least give her, uh, at least use her for uh, a heater. Yeah.
0: yeah, that would be perfect. That would be. Perfect I mean, yeah. because I mean.
1: If you're gonna waste for, the, if yeah. you're gonna waste the payroll, at least get your money's worth. <sighs> okay,
0: Cliff, Chris, I'm sorry, I went on a tangent like you guys did last, uh, like Cliff did last week. Uh, anything to say about these two? No. Okay, cool. Moving on. Um, What, <laughs> <Kalea. laughs> Aaliyah, Aaliyah, uh, Chris,
3: no. Okay. <laughs> Art man, uh, real <gasps> badass, PS.
0: Bailey and Sasha returned to NXT for uh, a little promo basically saying that uh, the women's titles, the women's tag titles, are going to be defended in NXT. Um, so that was awesome, especially when you have teams like uh, the Sky Pirates, Io Shirai and Cardi Zane, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. Um, you know, they could be building other ones that aren't Vanessa Bourne and Aliyah. Um, seem it seems to seems great matches out of the other two teams that I mentioned because the third team I mentioned is straight garbage.
3: Um, well, they then, need to. They're gonna have to defend them on NXT because there's not that many women's tags on the main roster as it is. Right. Yeah, I mean, because if you cause you can't have them and then also having a run at a women's title, it just it's gonna coincide. So they're gonna have to change shows. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, did we watch
0: 205 on Tuesday? I'm trying to find the results from that night, Jan. Yeah? When
3: I, well, I just said that Buddy Murphy left. Huh? Did y'all see the Buddy, Buddy Murphy's, uh, Twitter? Oh. So I follow Twitter a lot more than I do the shows, because it's just easier for me. Buddy Murphy said that he has taken an extended vacation away from the WWE, and he's not going to return until they find a worthy comp- opponent for his cruiserweight championship.
0: There's your storyline. There's your storyline. Yeah. So. Leo Rush is going to the top. Let's go! <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's been pro- Leo's been proving himself on on Raw. So.
3: They yeah, need to do that. Think. They need to incorporate or I can speak. They need to integrate the 205 wash
1: back into Rock. Back yeah. yeah. I don't like it being a separate show personally because <laughs> I like it's not doing that. It's not. Personally, I don't think it's doing them favors right now. It's and I not think enough. it could help the struggling ratings to give more viewing, you know, because they got some flippy shit and fun stuff. Well, they do, but they also have a, a overrun of a
3: roster. They they kind of right. need a separate show that I just think they should integrate them a little bit into the Rod Smackdown to kind of help build the, That's true. To see the rivalry continue on to 205. That uh, would probably work promo, better. Yeah, or a background or a backstage segment or something. Yeah. Um, because right now the ratings are so low, they're doing. They're not even getting matches on, like, the out-of-a-per-views. Yeah. review. They're in the I think,
1: show. I think that's the thing that was probably the frustrating part about when they were, oh, hey, we're doing a cruiserweight. And then they were like, oh, we end up doing a show. Is I thought when they were, like, a lot of people, I wasn't the only one, thought, oh, hey, they're bringing a cruiserweight title oh, we'll see it on the main roster every once in a while, like back in the day. Maybe not as crazy as it used to be, where sometimes it just didn't make sense where it was. But at least have it on the show, so you can at least see some amazing matches, and then, okay, go back to 205 if you want to see the storylines for what these amazing Mm -hmm. matches that were featured. Well, when they didn't do it, it was like, oh, okay, so you're telling me I gotta I gotta wait till after SmackDown to go watch this show and... I like to go to sleep sometimes. Then I got to go back and watch it on the on the, on the network. I I will watch it, but not everybody will. And that's the thing that didn't, I don't think helps because if you don't give them a taste during the show of like, Oh dog, you, you want to see this. It doesn't give you a, as much of an incentive to go see it, which is not fair to the wrestlers that you, you made an entire division for, you made a whole show for with the cruiserweight classic. Why not utilize them, them more as a roster? Yeah. And, Sorry, the, yeah. Well, they also have right. the, Mustafa Ali. Um,
3: right. He would, he, he, he is a fan. I think they should have put that cruiserweight title on. him. Yeah. Um, but then they brought him over to SmackDown and now he's having a phenomenal run, but by doing that, it's also taking the viewership off of 205. Cause they're like, yeah. oh, well they're if you know, I don't have to watch it now. But I'll, I'll see him over here later on. Right. I think they're it'd be awesome. It serious priority.
1: Right. I think it'd be awesome if they wanted to do it. It all depends on, uh, if they were to have him drop to, 205, get the title, and come back to SmackDown, fight on SmackDown, and have someone from 205 come up to take the title on SmackDown to bring it back down to 205. That would probably be beneficial for the shows, to Mm -hmm. have it like, oh, hey... Oh, we all knew Mustafa Ali from 205. We didn't really watch it, but he was on SmackDown. It was great. You know, oh, he came back and he's got, he's got a title. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, and then to see somebody come up and them have an amazing spot fest, cause that's what it's probably going to be. It's going to be spot fest 9,000. Put spot fest 9,000 on there and boom, there you go. I think that'd be a good idea if they yeah, ever do it that way. And they've also done something kind of similar.
3: back Kevin Owens had the NXT title when NXT was in that transition stage and they brought Kevin Owens up uh, to challenge Cena with that title, that brought people to watch NXT that wasn't watching yes. it before. Oh.
0: Yes, you're right. So, I don't know. We, got a, we got, a, got a couple weeks left until Mania. There's a lot of speculation on what's going to happen. Um, regardless of what we say or feel or anything else like that, they're going to do what they want to do. Whatever. We'll just be here to commentate and Give opinions because that's what we do. We be some opinionated bitches, Julie. Um Oh bitch!
1: Oh really, hold up, hold up. <laughs> oh, 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 oh hold the fuck up on that shit. I am not the only one. Um Yeah. Oh, but like legit, uh in the news news. Did you guys see the thing about Harley? The Harley race?
0: Isn't he in the hospital?
1: Uh cancer. Ooh. Uh Rick. Rick uh said let me see if I can pull it up. I just had it, and then I closed out the thing.
0: How dare you? Uh,
1: well, yeah, I'm a jerk like that. Um, Why are you messaging me? Suffering
0: from lung um, cancer reportedly, yeah, there not, it is. Yeah. reportedly is terminal.
1: Yeah. So. so um, best wishes out to Harley. Because I know he's, uh, he's a lot of the reason why uh, a chunk of people get into wrestling so hopefully Ooh, this is dude.
0: why this is why um my smoking sucks,
1: yeah dude, I quit smoking i i i uh i quit smoking a few years back, I used to smoke pretty heavily uh got pneumonia, and that i legit cold turkey when I got pneumonia and uh that was it i went i did. i didn't like the idea of not being able to breathe, so
2: on a on a lighter side of things. Can we wish a happy birthday to somebody and not my daughter? Who? Who? We wish a happy birthday to Kyle O'Reilly because it was his birthday (gasps) yesterday. (laughs) 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 You forget it; it was his birthday yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, Kyle O'Reilly. I uh, was looking at Twitter. You couldn't and, fucking um, tell
1: with that pitch that you got. Shut up, <laughs> You shut <laughs> your face. Um,
2: okay, um, so Undisputed Era. Uh, we're done. <laughs> Undisputed Era. Thank <laughs> him happy birthday on the NXT oh, did they? stage yesterday. Yeah, that's what got my attention, so I wanted to throw that out there. Good, I'm is
0: done. that it? Are you done? <laughs> Happy birthday, best NXT wrestler, CM um, Underscore um, Miller eighty five on all things social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. There's other shit, grinder.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: just us farmers only, etc. Et Christian
1: on
0: That's what he's on. Uh, and then you got a little less Chewbacca, uh, Boom. for Instagram.
1: Yep.
0: You can go catch her and her kicking some ass things. and yo
1: kicking ass on the way loss. I was about
0: that. You're like what, dude. Like I I a can announce pounds? it. Well, uh
1: seventy five.
0: Woo! Oh, clapping. So, seventy five pounds uh, down.
1: Yeah. How so many more trendy. to go
0: until you get your until you get to a ha- your happy zone?
1: Uh, I have no idea. Uh, no. I'm going until I feel comfortable. That's the way I look at it. There it is, you go. That's that's where I'm at. Once I feel comfortable, I don't want to. A, a, a lot of it too is uh, focusing also on there is like weight training at the same time. So trying to also get some guns at the same time. So uh, so it's been fun. Been fun. Been fun. It's been a fun, it's been a fun journey. It's
0: been a fun.
1: Time. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's
0: and then uh Chris, you wanna give out some some tags and at symbols where they people can find and follow you if you care.
3: Uh, uh. so my Twitter is htattoo eighty and my Instagram is Chris underscore harder underscore third three
0: There you go. There we go. And oh. answer me, it's mar R one du on Twitter, Instagram, and then you can also find me on things uh, with WordPress and everything else like that, so that's where you can find us. So until then, uh, for Katie and Steve and for all the other schmucks that never show back the fuck up, uh, that's it for tonight. Thanks for stopping in. Oh, wait!
3: Mm. No, we're bye. done.
1: Bye. I said I a oh, bye.